10,000 Crappy Songs, Episode 2 5. I got to the paper doll shortly after 11 on Monday night. Alison Wunderland was backed by a drummer and a stand-up bass. She had a pretty nice raspy voice, but mumbled so you couldn't really know what the songs were about. I began picking the songs apart, then remembered I was a detective, not a songwriter. I pulled my hat down lower and slumped against the wall. To drink or not to drink. I didn't want my senses impaired. I was there to detect. But to blend in, it was necessary to hold a drink. So, a ginger ale. Classy. Alison Wunderland finished. Her band cleared the stage. A piano player sat behind a battered black upright piano. Al Shu took the microphone. He didn't have a bad voice. Gravelly in that way you can't fake. He hit the high notes pretty well. He stayed on pitch pretty well. The songs were mediocre. A bunch of cliches. Birds and stars and moons. Broken hearts, whiskey and regret. Bloody blah He ended his set to mild applause. There were maybe nine people there. He put down the microphone. I finished my drink. I was ready to leave. Hal Shu made straight for me and put his hand on my arm. Still following me? He snarled right in my face. Hey, I said. It's a free country. I can go wherever I want. Detective, he hissed, like it was a dirty word. I thought of about 20 things to say. They were all clever and barbed and designed to put him in his place. But nothing came out, so I brushed past him to the hazy moon above Grand Avenue. 6. Una Shu was in my office. I had buzzed her in after speaking in a high-pitched British voice. Where's your receptionist? she asked. She just ducked out, I said. Where does she sit? she asked. When she's here. You know, I said. Wherever. Sometimes there, I said, pointing to the beanbag chair. Sometimes she stands. She has a headset. Where's her headset? She takes it with her. Uh-huh. Una looked distracted. He's getting stranger, said Una. He stared out the window all during breakfast. He ate his cereal without any milk. I'm sure he has a whole separate family. Have you seen Big Love? Yes. I never liked it, but I've seen it. But those guys were Mormons. Yeah, but it's the same idea. How are you doing with the tailing and all? Hmm, not great. He can pick me out of a crowd, and he thinks I'm a detective. Yeah, she said. He's a pretty perceptive dude. I went to the paper doll, I said. I heard his set. Oh? The material was pretty bad. He can sing okay. Why don't you write him a song? Then you'll have an excuse to hang around. What makes you think I could write him a song, I said. I saw your ad, she said. Oh. I said, what did my ad say? I used to be a songwriter, but now I'm a detective. My first ad. I thought it might get some business. 
Yeah, well, I said, I, I gave that stuff up. I wrote 10,000 crappy songs. I'm done with it. Maybe you should write one good one, she said, and give it to my dad, and then you can find his other wife and kids. Suppose I did this, I said. Suppose I wrote this song and I got to hang out with him and discover this other family. What's supposed to happen then? Can't they throw him in jail at that point? Isn't that fraud or something? I guess maybe so, I said. Well, then there you go, said Unashu. That's what we'll do. Seven. The following Monday, I was back at the paper doll. I heard Hal Shu sing again. The same songs. The same tepid response. It was strange. The songs bore no relation to the Hal Shu I knew about. Just hearts and stars and whiskey and regret. I guess maybe he had a lot of whiskey and regret. But still, this was the man who had once painted an entire fleet of London buses pink overnight. Where was the bravado? Where was the gusto, the audacity, the fire? I was finishing my second ginger ale when Hal Shu wrapped up his set. Once again, he made a beeline for me. Who you think you're fooling? He said, poking a finger in my chest. Why do you spy on me, detective? He was nearly spitting. This seemed no place to have a conversation. I set my drink on the bar and made for the door. But this time Hal Shu wasn't going to let me go. He followed me out, snarling all the while. What are you following me for? He was shouting now. Who put you up to this? What you want? Mr. Shu, I said. I'm not a detective. I'm, I'm a songwriter. I just want to write you a song. That's why I'm hanging around. He scrunched up his eyes and peered at me coldly. You're a songwriter? Yes, sir. Not a detective? No. Prove it. What? Prove it, he yelled. Let me hear some songs. I took a breath. What the heck else could I do? I took his elbow and led him into the alley next to the paper doll. Okay, I said. I sang. There's a duck who walks among the moonbeams And he quacks while the night creatures glow And he does it rain or shine or sleet or hail, yeah And even in the newly fallen snow He looked like he'd eaten a bad piece of cheese Before he could comment, I launched into another one I'm out of ink In my pen and the sink in the den needs some washing, so I'm going to wash it. Oh, yeah. His expression hadn't changed. I thought he might sock me in the nose. But as long as he didn't think I was a detective, that was all that mattered for now. Here's another one, I said. Who's the real thing? You're the real thing. You might steal things. You might peel things. You might deal things. But no matter what, hey, hey, you're the real thing, hey. You're the real thing, hey, oh yeah. I was singing songs to Hal Shu in the alley. I sang song after song. I sang, there is a journey that I wish to take. And 
hard-hearted Anna from Lackawanna and cold sore on my lip. I sang, give me a break, Jack. And I sang, talking to having to work overtime when I'd rather watch the ball game blues. I sang, I sure do love malted milk balls. I sang, I'm gonna go and get myself a sandwich. And I sang, you've got to be kidding, are you? I sang on and on. Finally, Hal Shue threw up his hands. Stop, he cried. These are crappy songs, horrible, crappy songs. You might think this distressed me, but I no longer had any ego when it came to songs. I wrote 10,000 songs before I decided to become a detective. That they were crappy, I knew only too well. Yes, I said, I know they are crappy, but they are songs and I wrote them. I am a songwriter. Can we at least agree on that? Okay, he said. You're a songwriter, not a detective. But what do you want? Why are you hanging around? Mr. Shue, I said, I want to write you a song. A great song. You deserve it. Not to insult you, but you need better material. Let me write you a song. I still thought he might hit me. Then, slowly, he broke into a laugh. You, he said. What do I need one of your crappy songs for? Give me a chance, I said. I may have written a lot of crappy songs, but it doesn't mean my next one won't be good. Maybe even great. He turned. Then, just as I thought he was going to walk away and leave me to my troubles, he looked at me. One chance, he said. You know where I eat lunch. Come when you're ready. You got it, I said. Thank you, sir. But just one chance, said Hal Shue. And no crappy songs. He lurched down the alley and disappeared. Eight. Una was sitting in my office. So what does your receptionist look like, she said. Tall, I said. Tall and British, very sophisticated. She thought about this. So, I said, I have to write your father a song. You talked to him? I sang to him. He was going to punch me out. I had to prove I was a songwriter. Did he like your songs? He thought they were all crappy. Are they? Well, yes. But I told him I'd write him a great one. Then you can find out all his secrets. Fantastic! It's only mildly fantastic, I said. At least he doesn't think I'm a detective now. But I have to write him a great song. Who knows if I can do it? Sure you can, said Una. I wrote 10,000 crappy songs before I became a detective, I said. What makes you think I can write a good one now? Well, she said, there's a lot riding on this one. You only crack the case if you write a great one. Yeah, I said, sure. And, she said, you're not alone. We'll write it together, so it won't be crappy. I laughed. So, are you Rogers or Hart? I don't know who those people are, shrugged Una, but we're going to write a great song, and then you can tail my dad, and then he can go to jail. She got up to leave. Tell your receptionist to have a lot of paper ready tomorrow. 
Tomorrow? I said. I do have other clients, you know. Maybe I have to tell someone tomorrow afternoon. See you tomorrow, she said. After school. And no crappy songs this time. Ten Thousand Crappy Songs is brought to you by Peaches. Peaches, they're just good. This episode written and voiced by Dan Byrne. Produced by Dan Byrne and Will Massasak. Songs by Dan Byrne. The show's theme music and score written by Will Massasak and Dan Byrne. If you like the show, there's no mystery as to what to do. Just visit us at danbyrne.com, look for the donate button, and donate. Thanks. Tune in next time for another edition of 10,000 Crappy Songs. Yeah.